Hello, and welcome to the I Hear Design podcast, your source for interior design and architecture news, interviews, and opinions. I'm your host, Robert Nieminen, and I'd like to thank you for tuning in today. In this episode, we're going to do things a little bit differently and shake things up a bit by handing the mic over to our friends at OM, who recently shared with us a very thought-provoking conversation they had internally in which they asked some really interesting questions like, where do our ideas come from? And what motivates us to innovate? I think you're really going to enjoy listening in on this conversation between Eric McDonald, OM Seating Product Design Manager, and furniture designer and engineer Francisco Romero, as they chat about the design process, where ideas come from, and the stories we tell along the way. Have a listen. Hello, my name is Eric McDonald. I am the Product Design Manager for OM Seating. Thank you to INS and Rob Nieminen for inviting us to speak today as part of their I Hear Design podcast series. I'm here today with furniture designer and engineer Francisco Romero of Phi Design. So let's just dive right in. Francisco, you and I have worked on several projects together, designing chairs for the future of work. Now, I know that we both have similar interests in storytelling as part of the design process. So can you share some of your inspiration uh, to find and implement these stories? So for me, it's more about not designing something that applies elsewhere, but looking at design elsewhere and seeing how I could apply it to my designs. You see what I'm saying? Like I was just mm -hmm. look, looking up some pictures the other day that I took, man, I took them 10 years ago, probably. And they were, they were like these new swing sets things that they, that they started putting in the parks in view park. And they had all these different fulcrum points and, and four bar mechanisms on them. And I was just, I remember just snapping all the pictures because at the time I was working on something and I don't remember which project it was, but again, just, you know, it, it was lifting your own weight with these things. So, you know, it's very much applying to like OM5 and so on. I don't know if OM5 or active, but it was in that time frame, you know, so a lot of that stuff. So I think it's going more for me that way. How are we solving problems, right? Like, how are we solving um, a, a problem that either either a manufacturer might ask us to say, "Hey, look, how do we, you know, how are we able to split this one piece shell into two parts to make it into this nesting chair, flip seat, or could we do that?" You know, are, are the kind of things rather than conceptualizing something like, "I want, you know, I, I see this like a tree, like a leaf blooming, and this is kind of which, you know, Calatrava, a lot of these famous architects." would do a lot of those things, yeah. right? I have that yeah. kind of um, that kind of inspiration for a lot of things in their buildings or things like that. I, you know, again, I mine is just really meat and potatoes type stuff. So it's not things a lot of times that people are interested necessarily in hearing. It's more mundane. It's more just down to earth. Let's start solving this problem, you know, that mm -hmm. we have in front of us. And so, yeah, but I, I do think that looking at other things for inspiration, for sure, and then how... how so instead of how do they apply elsewhere, it's like looking at those applications elsewhere and seeing how do we bring that into, you know, furniture design, for example. I like the idea of uh, how you said it, you know, it's, it's finding um, inspiration, but just kind of in daily life, not really when you're necessarily solving a problem, but like, hey, how does that thing solve that problem? Right. And then, right, you're looking at those solutions uh, and, and you kind of catalog those right through your life and then it can come back up later as you're like now presented a new problem or new challenge directly. Hey, check this out. Right. Oh yeah. No, hundred percent. And, uh, and sometimes it's not, it's, it's, it's even like just looking at, um, you're trying to solve something, right. And it's just 
whatever, in our case, many times it's some type of mechanism or some way of accomplishing movement within a chair, right? And then you, you, you go look, like I'll just, you know, I don't know, you start looking at everything, right? It's just, it's, it's always in your mind. I go to the gym, go wherever. And then it just kind of changes the way you approach that problem sometimes by seeing these other, you know, other things. Like how mm -hmm. did they, you know, you didn't even think about, right? Like this could be done a whole different way. And yeah. so, so I think that awareness is really important. And it's, it, it's you know, it's, it's like a, um, that's why I say it's like, you, you know, we, we don't, most of the time we're not reinventing the wheel. I mean, you know, it's just, it's really difficult to do that because it really is hard to gain ground in an industry that's just, you yeah. know, like, first of all, it's saturated with, with um, engineers and bigger companies that their whole purpose is to secure patents on different mechanisms. That's all they're doing. You know, you look at Herman Miller and Steelcase, these guys have departments that are just dedicated to that. And it's not even necessarily for a chair. It's just to secure that patent on things. So, so for us to gain ground on something like that, I think it's, it's I mean, I, I, not to be, you know, I mean, sound too arrogant, but I, I think it's an impressive feat to be able yeah. to do that. And, you know, and, and kind of, and say, wow, this, you know, our little company with, with this little company, relatively speaking, mm -hmm. we're able to kind of create something that, um, that we could patent and we could say, Hey, this is ours is, you know, something worth protecting. So yeah, that, that's, that's another. Do you have that in mind uh, when you start out on a project to, to gain that ground? I didn't originally, but I think when we, we started um, looking at, Okay, early on, we were thinking, man, we, we got to eat. So we need to make something, you know, that's not going to be, we don't have the, the time for the pie in the sky stuff. We actually need to start getting some checks. Um, and that's just the reality of it. So mm -hmm. we're doing more, you know, stacking chairs, you know, wood furniture, things like that, that you can kind of get the ball rolling. And then after that, after that, you begin to say, okay, I can breathe a little bit. I actually have time now to think and invent and mm -hmm. create things that are really going to be more elaborate now and you know so so that's just the reality of you know of, of of having to pay bills and then at the same time being able to say okay you know now we can let's let's see what we can really create and now it's almost it's almost to the point where we're we're doing that trying to do that every time you know and so yeah. it's not a lot but it is something where we're spending years doing something and um we feel that both parties, like whoever, you know, our company and then manufacturers are so heavily invested in it that you want to keep selling it for a long time. And so that's a part of it too. Like, like we want our product to be out there as long as possible. Mm -hmm. So really, really push that, that line a little bit to where, you know, we are able to develop some intellectual property, which makes, you know, I think it's great for us. It's great for, you know, our clients and so on. Yeah. So, you talk about wanting a single invention, a single idea to keep going years and years and years, maybe decades, right? A, key, a single product to keep going. What about an idea that keeps going and get, gets applied again and again and again, because it's that good, like the OM5 turning into an active, you know, turning into the, the nesting version. Um, is that kind of the similar approach where it's like, hey, we, we've come across something so good that we want to apply it again and iterate and improve, but, but apply it again. Yeah, I think that that, as it pertains to OM5 and this kind of, we we saw this trend in the body balance 
type controls and movement and things. And, and we sort of saw this trend and kind of got on that and said, you know, this is, this is something that's going to create a movement, we felt. And so we really became right away um, sort of immersed in that idea of how to take, you know, back then it was like that React control and how, how we could take, which was kind of new where you take a control and you got to design around it and you kind of do the, the other stuff however you want to do it, which led to the in-sync chair for, for Highmark back mm -hmm. then. And then, um, and then building on that, you know, with OM5 and so on and move ahead to active. So we kind of became like more proficient in that, but no way did we, like, I'm not gonna say like we, you know, Peretti was doing this in the sixties. You know, he had, he had uh, weight balance chairs that he was working on, really like intricate stuff that he was doing. I, I, you know, I don't think it was like out of this world movement. It had very little range, but it was already there, that cantilever stuff. And that was, like I said, that was in the late sixties. Hmm. So, you know, that like was real pioneering, right? Of that stuff. What we did is I think was we, we found something that we thought was going to be changing the industry. And, and it did, you know, not, not necessarily because of us, but we feel like we were a part of that movement mm -hmm. and we got in on it a little bit earlier. So I wish I could say that, yeah, we came up with it. We, we wanted to make that happen a minute, but I think it was more that it was happening and it, and, it just didn't pick up until, you know, more and more people sort of got a hold of it and said, hey, this is a really good idea, but maybe it wasn't executed as well before. So mm -hmm. we found a way to bring it to mid-market, which is, you know, the way I think that a wildfire can spread, you know, you get yeah. that. Uh, more people are able to access it, so. So do you, do you work better when uh, projects or problems are presented to yourself and, and your company or when you're just free to go figure something out on your own and then go present it. No, man, I, I need to have like, in, in, for me, I feel like we need to have something that drives us and whether it's not necessarily going to be a client, um, but it's something that needs to be solved, right? Some, some problem. And it, like you said, it can be outside of, you know, furniture design. Um, but I think, I don't know, since, since as long as I can remember, even opening up a tube of toothpaste, I'm like, okay, there's got to be a better way, you know, to have, to squeeze out toothpaste, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mean, then I'm envisioning little, you know, little rollers with a turn that you can just kind of stick the thing in there and it comes out. All these little inventions, right? They think, in, yeah. and, but what drives those things? Well, th there has to be, I mean, I don't know, for me, I feel like they're, they're, if, if there is someone out there that says, hey, you know, this is what we need, right? It kind of motivates me because otherwise, like everyone else that has great ideas, it's really tough to, to execute them when, you know, you're not under the gun to do it, you mm -hmm. know? I really, and that's, I don't know, that, that's for me, my personality is pressure. You know, I like, I want to, I don't know, maybe it's a, a chip on my shoulder or whatever, but like, I want somebody to tell me that you can't do this and, you know, and then find a way to kind of challenge that and, and then be able to do it. And I think that's what gets it going for me, you know, mm -hmm. so, but it could, it could be anything. It could be with any, any aspect of, um, you know, of the physical world that we live in, you know, for example. So, you know, all, all mm -hmm. these, all these kind of things, um, I don't know, they all stem from the same, you know, the same desire to just, I think, make, 
make something a little bit better, you know, mm -hmm. make it a little bit better, but find a way again, find a unique way to do it. It's like, it's, it's just, it's just a, a part of uh, the problem solving for us. Mm -hmm. There's a way of, of, of talking about things. And I understand from the marketing perspective too, it's just not me. I like, I really, I, I've tried it and it's not really me. I, I kind of just, I, you know, over time you just figure, look, this is what it is. It's not, mm -hmm. it's not, you know, smoke and mirrors. Now it's, it's just grinding and grinding and grinding. And, and I swear to God, just like frustration to the point of, you know, like you just, you just, I don't know, you want to, you, you want to, you, you, I, I'm not even sure how to explain th that level of, of frustration, anger, and, and just constantly like not being able to sleep because you can't, but it's that process. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm, I can't say every time, but I, I'll say like, I just, don't quit. Like I won't quit until we find, you know, some, something, I mean, you know, how, how we work with it. I'll take a time out for sure. But you know, it's just, mm -hmm. it's, that's, that's kind of the way, you know, the way it, it feels for, for me. And I think for us, I say us because, you know, Nadine's a big part of it. Mm -hmm. And she, yeah. she knows, she knows when I'm outside and I'm like pruning the tree and I'm really supposed to be like doing some, some work in the office. She knows it's time for her to like to come up and say, okay, let me, bounce bounce off the stuff she's told you about that right like yeah and i'll start talking to her about these mechanical ideas that i have and i know that she doesn't understand what i'm saying not not because because it's really like technical and it's also very uh specific to what i've been working on for like you know the longest time she hasn't so it's really tough if i explain it to anybody right but that's our process, you know, and so she'll, we'll just go back and yeah. forth. That. So it's the sounding board, even, you know what I mean? That those kind of things, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but it's just, it's all that real, like that, that kind of stuff that it's not glamorous, man. You know, I never, I never hear that stuff, but that's, yeah. I feel like at least for us, that's that kind of, you know, where, where the um, problems get solved, you know? Well, this has been awesome, Francisco. Thank you so much for being so candid, for being so real. Uh, with your thoughts and ideas, you know, being a part of OM and helping to foster creativity inside uh, and even be able to work with yourself, with Francisco for so many years now, really just keeps me coming back for more. I love it so much. Um, OM has launched a few new chairs recently. Uh, we also opened up a showroom in Chicago at the Merchandise Mart. And our goal is to put uh, these stories that you heard today, these stories of our chairs on display uh, both our new product stories and your stories as well. So hopefully this has inspired you to go out and find your story, your perspective, and to consider where it can come from. There's a great community of designers around us uh, and the design-minded inspire each other. So take care, everyone, and thanks for listening. Well, I hope you found that conversation as inspiring and insightful as I did. We'd love to hear your thoughts on this episode and today's topic. Drop us a line at IHearDesignPodcast at gmail.com and let us know what motivates you to innovate and where you find your ideas. That's it for now. Thanks again for tuning in. And as always, be well, everyone. Mm -hmm.